Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Sweet. Uh, what a great intro. Love listening to that song every time. And Johnny just cranked that in the eardrums right now. I feel really, really pumped <laughs> my up. My ears are freaking bleeding. Are you guys talking right now? I can't hear anything. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, welcome to episode number 51, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're back in the underground studio. Ooh. The last two times we Get were here, in Garrett. underground the, studio west and at the Burger Social on the second floor. So back home. Feels like home. Feels I mean, good. Does it, it is, feel homey? It does feel homey, but I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't agree with Garrett, but I know what Garrett's coming from. I'm just from. kidding. Yeah. Because I get to uh, baby crawl up the stairs to bed after I get ripped tonight. So. <laughs> a little bit different than coming home <laughs> yeah. from the other place. A little different than uh, taking a 30-minute Uber home. 30 yeah. minutes? 20 minutes. 20 minutes? 15, well, it took them 15? T- 10 minutes to order it, 10 minutes to stay outside in the wrong location, Yeah. and then oh. 20 minutes to get home. Perfect. You got to add everything together, Garrett. Sean and I hung out till 12 o'clock, and we're like, we looked at each other as we're putting up the chairs. Like, should we, you need to lift now? It's time. Order your lift? All right, I'll hang out with you until your lift comes, and then as soon as it showed up, then I ordered my Uber. Let's let's hear more about that in a little bit. We got lots to talk about today, including the live show, but what are we sipping on today, boys? I got Daisy Cutter Pale Ale, probably the second time I've ever had it. I'm loving it. I'm drinking the Evan Williams like, distillery release only 90 proof master's blend. Yeah, dude. It's tasty. It's good. Good. Johnny, I went what? way off the rails tonight. I'm drinking a Red Bull watermelon and Tito's vodka because I need it. And? And I don't have any Coke for Captain and Coke. <laughs> I would have brought, brought you Diet Coke. There's the reason. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Let's have some fun. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have some fun, all right? Yeah. Mm. All right, we got our restaurant news. Um, last Tuesday, we recorded our second live show. Got to thank the sponsors again. Pinhook Bourbon, Phase 3, The Burger Social. What an amazing night. I had an incredible time, and I think everybody else had a pretty good time, too. It was so much fun. It's, it's like, it's a lot of work. Like, it was two days of me running around getting stuff ready for it. I sure. guess I could have done it, like, the week before, but... Why would you want to do that? I mean, we were using some of those products before, but like, it was just a lot of work of running around. But And then as soon as I got there at 6 o'clock, it was trying to set stuff up and talk to customers and guests. And what? It's it's all worth it at the end, though, right? Absolutely. It, like, like we talked about last time, it was like, it was like your wedding, where like the entire like nine hours goes by and like 45 minutes blink. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt again. Yeah. Johnny, did you have a good time? Oh, I had a great time. I had a great time, but I mean, like, like you said, like when you get there, like the the job's not over, like right, or not the job hasn't even begun yet. When you get there, like yeah. you're you're, you're unbox. I mean, you guys do most of the work, to be honest. Like you guys get all these different like sponsorships, and you get all this different product into the place. It's and a, you aren't you're, job. You're, you're unboxing stuff. You're putting stuff in gift bags. You're doing the raffles, all that kind of stuff. So, you guys really make it kind of happen there. Well, I, I think I don't even know how to set up the though. electric. Exactly. You you did all the hour like setup before that that I would be clueless on. And Garrett and I like I think we just have our own lanes and we help each other out. No, but I think a big a big part of the consumer side of it is you guys. 
Sure. But yeah. then in the background is you, Johnny. Yeah, I'm not, Without, looking, I'm, I'm not looking for accolade, but uh, I'll accept. One of my favorite parts of that was when the the music the music hit and like everyone started roaring, cheering. But, yeah, and uh, and I looked down off the balcony down at the street level, and everyone was like, got one of those like faces like they're like they're lost in their car, and it's sunny out, like like got the mouth open, and their eyes are squinted, like looking on? up, like what the heck is going on up there? I like <laughs> to know what the volume level is down there, and like how much exposure we got because so of we, it. I talked to one of your servers. She was down there, uh, like taking like a, like a five minute like breather, and uh, she said that she could hear everything clearly on the street. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And now maybe, so it's a Tuesday night. It's eight o'clock. That's when we started, right? Yeah. So or yeah, 15. eight o'clock. So and you wouldn't think that a lot of people are coming in there for the the ambiance at that time. So you think maybe that would add to the ambiance, and they get to hear something cool that they wouldn't have. Who cares what they came in for? They got it. They got <laughs> what we had. <laughs> it was it was an incredible, Sean. So. I would say that the first podcast that we did that was live, um, it was good content there, but I think the main draw was actually being there physically there and seeing like what the show that we were putting on. Yeah. I think with this one, because we had a guest on and Sean joined us from Pinhook, killed it with his knowledge. Really nice to talk to. Super smart dude. I think that this would be really and I'm not I know I'm just plugging ourselves, but I think that this would be an interesting podcast for people to listen to, even if you weren't there, which the first one I wouldn't necessarily say. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. The first one was just kind of like a party, and we're yeah. like just you know, just facilitating, having a, having a great it. time with the listeners that signed up to do like the in person listen. Yeah, but this one was way different. I think this one was more knowledgeable, mm-hmm. like especially the the, the whiskey section. Um, honestly, I think the whole beer thing was kind of a little bit brushed aside, but that was kind of on purpose, right? Because well, because we had, we had the guest. guest. Um, and on so the, if, if we had had Evan from Phase Three up there, then we might have pushed aside the whiskey a little maybe bit too. Be next time, there you go. Let's yeah. not let's not count on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you never know. That guy he crushed it. Evan from Phase Three, our boy, he absolutely crushed. He brought five cases of beer and six barrel aged Oktoberfest that he was pouring out at the end for everybody. I didn't. Which I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that's a, that's legal for him just to pour it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> We didn't, we didn't, we didn't ask any of our owners that, if he was okay. Is that, is that why I blacked out? I, I didn't even get any of them. <laughs> you didn't get any of the barrel stuff. No, that I was, was running around like selling stuff and. Dude, I think that's a mystery hands. of where those bottles went. To be honest, no, I, he was pouring them out. You did see them for sure. Okay. I saw. Oh, yeah. I, tr- I tried two or three of them. You've confirmed the pour. I had two or three of them. Excellent. Hence okay. the reason why I okay. left okay. in shambles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, great. Skeptic John over here. I, I, yeah, okay. Well, I was got, just uh, got to give a shout out to Joe who bartended, yeah. Alyssa who served, Andy Baum who was managing, the owners of the Burger Social for allowing us to do it. I, th- I just think the, the community we're building around that is very special. And even Sean, uh, before we were while we were setting up and we were getting on the mics, he even said he goes, "Not a lot of people have what you guys have right here." Yeah, and I was like, "That's that's a pretty special thing to do." Afterwards, I caught him while well, we hung out for like three hours at the bar. But afterwards, uh, he said that that w- he's done other podcasts before and other like YouTube stuff, um, and he said this was the most interesting one he's ever done. And he's like, "If you guys are doing it tomorrow, I'd, I'd do it with you guys again." Like, that's, that's great. What else? What else is there? What a great compliment. Yeah. So after that night, I was you know, I I went back the next day to get gear, uh, and I was kind of like impressed that like. The gear was actually kind of consolidated to one part of the room where it was like a bunch of like PA speakers and wires and all of our mixers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I did wake up the next day and I looked in the back of our car and all I had was like basically two speaker cords and like speaker stands. <laughs> and I'm like, I really hope 
really hope that <laughs> all that gear is <laughs> all that gear is somewhere. Because <laughs> 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 like when I left, I, I had no clue where I was. Well, that's the thing. I had I did a really good job during the show of drinking moderately, but then the hour after that, I more than made up for it because I had one of everything. So, bottom line, I had a great time. It seemed like everybody, the listeners that came in had a great time. Yeah, Frank, we all know you had a great time. <laughs> the whole town knows you had a great time. But uh, thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to all the listeners that came out and supported us. Um, the next live show that we do, we'll announce the date not that long from now probably because we should probably do one more before the new place opens because once the new place opens, it's going to be a little while before that. Yeah, we did this one uh, the day after Labor Day weekend, so maybe we'll do a Christmas morning. The day after Halloween. <laughs> Christmas morning. Christmas morning. <laughs> Gar- well, Garrett kind of mentioned yeah, that. For sure, yeah. He, he should, brought that up before. Yeah, what are you guys doing at 10 a.m. We're, on the 25th we're definitely of not doing that. We're definitely not doing that. <laughs> mimosas, uh, and, mimosas and Sipping Social Podcast. <laughs> we're all opening gifts. Oh, boy, that would be quite the day. Wouldn't that be an interesting... Everybody come in your PJs and a gift. It, it would be a great time. To do like a I'm grab bag. A yeah. It would be a great time, but we're, that's just not going to happen. How many beer stockles do you think would be given beer out? Stottles. Beer stockles. Beer uh, this is just uh, rebar, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you pulled that out yeah. of the dumpster. Leave now. <laughs> There's still some concrete attached to that, dude. You can even dust that off. <laughs> um, all right. Yesterday, we had to do another special thing with our restaurant group. We went to Octane 93. You remember Mario and Head Brewer. Uh, he was the owner, and he is the owner. And then Alex, the Head Brewer, they were on with us a couple episodes ago. Uh, our company went out and brewed beer with them. Uh, they know how to host. They know how to do a great Unbelievable. Have a great time. And they just want to have a great time. Dude, we showed up and they ordered a bunch of crepes and breakfast burritos from Urban Counter. So we were all fed immediately. Yeah. Uh, we had to wait for Mario to show up. He showed up an hour late. He's probably not he's a probably deal. a fairly busy individual. I'm not sure he was. Maybe then, on purpose. Yeah. Well, um <laughs> like to make an entrance. Yeah. Yeah. He had to shower or something. Here I am. Yeah. And then uh so like we grained in, everyone did that, and then immediately afterwards Mario looks at me and goes, You want to try some of our single barrel picks? So like we walk into the liquor liquor uh, liquor store, which is all connected via hallways, um, and we tried a bunch of bourbon and rye. I definitely didn't buy a bottle, and uh, you only bought one, just one. Which that's is, that's, uh, that's good restraint for you. But I signed up for a, a bunch of the raffles, <laughs> um, and then uh, and then as we're le- as we're like walking back to the brew, we have like another twenty minutes to wait before we're doing some brewing. Is like a hurry up and wait scenario. We talked about that before. And uh, Mario just comes back out with a couple bottles of wine. He's like, you guys want to try some wine? So not only was he like, giving us whatever beer we wanted on tap, any sim- sample of any of the single barrel picks, yeah. and then he just opened a couple bottles of wine. Not a drinker. Yeah. He's not a drinker. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that. I love that line from, I'm just not really a drinker. It's not really a drinker. I just like to drink good stuff. I, um, I, unfortunately, I had, a, I had a really busy day yesterday. I quadruple booked myself, so I couldn't be at the beginning of the brew um, Garrett sent me yeah, a text. We didn't, we didn't plan that at all, like seven or eight weeks ago. No, not at all. Yeah, and, and Garrett's not upset about it one bit. Um, but Garrett sends me a text at ten thirty, with literally six drinks in front of him. And he goes, "We we just started brewing," and he he had wine, whiskey, two whiskeys, beer, two beers, all in front of him. Wines. I was like, "Well, you're not having a good time." It, I I think I drink like a sip of everything. I'm not saying that you then, drink the whole no, thing, but it's six drinks in front of it. Yeah, in front of you. So and all I had was a breakfast burrito. Which when was I delicious. when I showed up about one thirty ish, it was the same thing. Walked in, got a beer in hand, and then Mario was like, "Dude, there's some wine right there. Let's go try some single barrel picks." And I was like, "Did did we get lunch yet?" He goes, "Well, order some lunch. I ordered a burger, and their burgers are good." Yeah, because um, he was bragging about them. Uh, but 
uh, I, I did go try two sips of whiskey, and I was like, I not drink anymore until I get food in me because it was yeah. just like it was just bam, 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 bam. And I will say this though, I was impressed with Alex. He's no nonsense in his brewery, and he runs a tight ship, and that's generally a good sign for a brewery. Is that he's not he's not there for the party where yeah. it seemed like a lot of other people were, and that's okay. Well, yeah, I mean that's not his. His his job wasn't to host; it was to make sure. The I know, beer but came that's what great. I'm saying, though. But I've, we've been to breweries where the brewers yeah. open it up, and yeah, well, they they got they got help. There's no other brewer there besides him. Well, he was, yeah. but he was crushing it though. He did a great job. He uh, he was good at explaining everything. If you asked a question, he'd go deep dive into it. Yeah. Uh, and then he was he was constantly like on a stopwatch, making sure everything was happening at the right time. Yeah, just no no nonsense, running yeah. a tight ship, which I think is is cool. And yeah. he's proud of his product, which is great. Which is why we rebooted them. There you go. Yeah. Uh, gee, what'd you do this afternoon? Anything fun? No. No, not a good no, time. No, no, well, I went to. Uh, besides, I did a... besides buy that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a new shirt. He's had that had, had that on the you podcast like, you before. Like, you like this one? I don't know. Maybe it's the same one I comment on every time. But that that is, that is ridiculous. I've never worn the shirt here before. That is a ridiculous shirt. It's so comfortable. <laughs> you can borrow it whenever you want. Um. Thanks, John. I went to a uh, an Amaro seminar at Billy Sundays today. That is, is dope. Which is pretty cool. So I went to the Billy Sundays, sat at the bar. There was about 35 people there. They had four suppliers of different kind of Amaros through the cream distribution company. Um, and the cool part about this was that there wasn't just... What's up? Before you get into it, yeah. tell people what Amaro is. Oh, Amaro is like... Um, it's in Italy. It's an Italian. It's an Italian liqueur. In Italy, its main focus is to drink before or after dinner as a digestive. Uh, a lot of times they'll do that like during the day and add soda water or a, they call it lemon soda, which is not Sprite. What's like it's, the closest thing it like tastes like? Um, like Campari, which is like a bitter liqueur. It's like red. Um, you see that in a lot of Boulevardiers or Negronis or they're, they're more modifiers. Um, but in Italy, like that's what made like them like super popular in the United States, and then we started realizing there's like there's more than just this like sugary Campari, sugary sugary so it's bitter, like a bittery taste. Yeah, it, it can be. It's it's made from shrubs and herbs that are infused into, um, into grain spirit and then into wine. Amaro means bitter in Italian, right? So there's so it's um yes yeah, so we have the four four so a lot of times when you go to these things. Or sometimes when you can go to these things, it's just like the like the Midwest or Illinois brand ambassador like talking about it. These people were from Italy. Nice. Their grandparents own the their production facility and like are foraging their own herbs and growing their own herbs. So cool. Which is really really neat. Um, you think those there are wealthy families involved in that, or they they think, seem pretty? I, th- I think they're pretty well to do, okay. but I don't think they're like fu rich. I gotcha. Cool. Um, still grinding. I mean, they, I don't know if they're still grinding, but they they didn't come across as like super. They've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they, they look generations. Like normal. You could walk past them on the street and be like, "That's just a normal person." Is the Gucci yeah. family involved? They're not. They're not. But Gucci. the one, my one favorite one is their their facilities are right in front of the Ferrari uh, production facility, cool. which is pretty cool. They have like a nice relationship with each other. Um, yeah, so they take these, they 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 grow or they um, they forge these herbs dry them for 20 days, put them into a grain spirit for 20 days to infuse, press it out of the out of the herb to get all the oils and all the flavor, and they put that into wine for another 20 days and then they in like a giant vat, and then they bottle and they let that sit for 
um, like another 20 days. So everything's like 20 days. And then they blend it back together. Uh, and then they, they can like add a little bit here or there to make it the consistency. Is it similar to like bourbon where there's a range of ABVs or alcohol by volume? They're pretty, or they're pretty right standard? standard line because where's it at? It's kind of based on wine. They're like 40, it's like 30 to 40%. So liqueurs. Yeah. So okay. they're, they're all considered sense, modifiers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not the, I mean, you can make a cocktail with it as a, as the main spirit, but yeah. they're mostly in the United States they are mostly used as modifiers. Um, really cool. I mean, none of them spoke English as the first language. So like you really had to pay attention to what they were saying. And when I went and asked a couple of them some questions and tried some of the other products and one lady was like, can you talk slower? So I understand what you're saying. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I felt guilty. Sure. Because I was just, I was like, just speed speed talking to her. So, so oh, right. excited. But you weren't like um, doing it on purpose. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, it was really, really informative, really, really neat. Um, the one cool thing, because we talked about this before, I know John's about to fall asleep, but we talked about the difference between the two of the foods in the regions in Italy, where the, in the north. Oh, this is his favorite part. Yeah. In the north, in the north, it's like more like heavy, <laughs> dense, like red meat or pork or, or, uh, or lamb. Yeah. Farm animals. Yeah. And then like a, like a red sauce. And then <laughs> closer to like the the sea is more like fish and uh, like so everything's, everything's so lighter. Intriguing. So the th- there's different amaros in different regions Love specifically that. for the food that's being produced. That's cool, man. I think yeah. that that's cool. Um, and it makes sense because then you're using what's available on the land. You know, what I mean, there's different shrubs and plants yeah. that are available per those regions. And, and it all has to do up. about like low humidity, uh, aging and drying processes. How can I apply that to my life now? Uh, well, the next time that we go to a bar and they have like a bunch ver- of vermouth on, on tap, we can talk about how they <laughs> made happened? that vermouth. Yeah, they we can talk ha- about how that vermouth is made compared to how the vermouth in Italy is made. I think I think it's I think it's fascinating, dude. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm glad you got to, I'm glad you got to go there. Yeah, it was it was, it was, it was very Billy, interesting. Billy Sundays. Did you say that's where it was at? Yeah. All right, Billy Sundays in Logan Square. If nobody, if you have not been there, it's a great cocktail bar. Any list you see about Chicago cocktail bars, Billy Sundays on it in the top ten. Some it's number two, some it's number eight, some it's number yep. five, but they're always on that list. And their cocktails are incredible. And it's the only place I've been to that has a separate Amaro yeah, menu. They're, they're big into that's, that. That's different than their whiskey list. Yeah. So I, I think it's very cool and, and kind of geeky, but awesome. Dude, I, saw, I think I saw like 60 different kinds of Fernet. That's incredible. Which is wild. <clears throat> if, if, you, if you thought John was bored before, I'm about to really bore him. Um, I just re-upped my Bassett certification. Took me two and a half hours online. Oh, God. <laughs> go make ramen noodles. Go make a burger. Go make something. Make a salad it's or fantastic. something. Come back in 10 minutes. We'll would be, you make, uh, that, would you else. make those ramens in the microwave? <laughs> Fun fact, the microwave was, uh, was, uh, well, the microwave was uh, invented in 1945. Uh, so Gary brought the microwaves on back. On accident. In 1945, the yeah. microwave was accidentally they were, invented. They were trying to fantastic. do something called like a, like a, a, Our, a Megatron. An appliance podcast. And they realized that it was... Producing heat because the chocolate bar and the Ever, anybody got melted out. who wanted to hear about the microwave, raise your hand. <laughs> Go take a four, ma- four and a half minute crap, come back, and we'll be on beer. And we're back. <laughs> no. And we're back. Uh, I am talk about geeking out. I'm reading a book right now that's very very interesting. All right, it's called Beer in America: The Early Years from 1587 to 1840. I'm not going to dive deep into it. It's very cool. I got it on Amazon for 15 bucks. It's the history of how beer helped colonize america very cool the author is greg smith never heard of him before but i'm enjoying the book it's a good writer really good writer so gary knows him personally let's get him on the podcast 
What's the one thing that you read that you can point out to us right now? That I love that question. Um, the the, the travel seconds. from Europe to America, they did, at that time, they didn't know how to preserve water. Um, but because beer had already been boiled down and then preserved through the process, the Dutch knew that and the English didn't. So the Dutch packed three, much as time, three, three times as much beer as they did water. So when they got here, they were locked and loaded. The English did not do that. They went one and one, and they ran out of beer as soon as they got here, so they had to build breweries right away to replenish it. Interesting. So, like, most towns are, like, built around the church, but everything that England came so over, lot, they built around the brewery? Well, a lot of the <laughs> colonies that were first built, um, the, like, the second building that was built was a brew house. Yeah. Because water was not trusted at that time because they it would make you it. sick, and they didn't understand how boiling water down clean, like, cleansed it. Got all the microbes out of there. So Exactly. So at that time, water was not the main drinking um, liquid. Beer was. Water was known to be make, to make you sick. So How do we go back to those times, huh? I know. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it is now, right? Who drinks water? <laughs> <laughs> we got water we, we all got waters in front of us. <laughs> I mean, we have water because we want to, like, speak well in the mics, but, like, I mean, really... Nobody drinks water. Nobody drinks water. Yeah, that's true. Down down with water. Save water. Drink beer. There's, there's T-shirts like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of beer, speaking of great beer, we brought a phase three beer in. Now, Evan, our boy, he brought five cases. No, last. he brought four cases. His mustache brought an extra case. His mustache. He fit an extra case in that stash. <laughs> that thing was awesome. He's a good dude. He's but a really good dude. But I was wondering about that because at, at the uh, when we were there the next day, we opened up the fridge that we put the, all those in to all the phase three beers that he brought over yeah. into. And we open it up, and there's like a just the label on it. We'll talk about later, but it's just a bunch of pink tall boys. Yeah, that we in didn't this even fridge like hundreds of them. So he brought hundreds. He brought two so cases of, of the beer that we reviewed on the podcast, the live one, and then he brought two cases of this one, which we're going to review tonight because um, it's nice and fresh. And he brought it all the way from Lake Zurich, why wouldn't we? It's called Stay Free. It's an American double IPA. It's made with terpenes. Ooh. Which this will be the first time we've ever had a beer that's made with terpenes. Um, and we'll get more into that, and we'll really geek out on that in a little bit. Uh, but. I know I had one of these those nights that night. I don't remember what it tasted like, so I'm excited to do it again. So I brought some of those home after the uh, podcast, and I gave my brother one of those uh, during the Bears game on Sunday, and it was a night ender for him. (laughs) 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 You put a lampshade on his head? Are you talking about Adam? Yeah. Because he drinks Coors Lights for days. If he has one thing that's not Coors Lights, he he drinks Coors Lights and about four or five rumblements. Yeah. But... He wanted something different. I was like, hey, try this. We had this on the podcast. <laughs> and it was like, I got to go home now. <laughs> that just ended my Good night. For it's 3.30. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited to drink that beer. Thanks, Evan, for uh, letting us do that. And uh, G, what do you got for whiskey today? So this is, uh, I went to Kentucky in April. We talked about that. I went to Justin's House of Bourbon, which is a museum. And they have a ton of single barrel picks. And I, got, I grabbed a Nulu straight bourbon whiskey single barrel from them. That's a distillery in Kentucky? Yeah, actually right by your hotel I found it. Oh, very cool. Well, that Nulu, that neighborhood, the whole, that's the whole area. super dope. Yeah. Super trendy. Very cool. Awesome. Can't wait to try that. Looks like you're aerating it right now. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, customer of the week. I just threw this out there. I was at the bar last night, and this couple sits down next to me. I got two things to talk about this lady, but she ordered two appetizers, one of them being nachos, the other one being our cauliflower tats, and she asked if... Uh, if we had any chapsticks in house, yeah, that's that's normal. 
So uh, there was another question she, well, another comment that she made. Um, while good. yeah, well, I know, yeah, but well, that's that that's, that's the fun thing. Like it kind of like led into it, but I was just I didn't know what else. I mean, like I, you're the burger joint. Yeah, yeah, we'll come into, we'll come back to that. You know, I, I feel like the last few have been weak ladies. But yeah, what do you got against women? Mike? I would honestly say the majority of them though <laughs> are dudes. Yeah, I, I don't. The, pre- the previous like forty were like dudes. Yeah. 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 I don't think that it, the gender. I know like, we've gone like back to back on ladies in this, but I, I just want to say, ladies, you guys are amazing. But uh, it's mostly dudes. It's mostly dudes. Yeah. I think it's mostly dudes trying to impress people or be loud about stuff. Yeah. yeah. This lady's kind of in that. I mean, like, what do you what do you ask for chapstick? She's for a, la- a burger joint. She's a lady dude. A lady dude. Okay. You can dude be whatever chip. you want. It's twenty twenty two. That's true. You can be whatever you want, and 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 be you. Uh, all right, so we got our yearly industry ebb and flow. Yeef. Love it. Um, for us, it's social. We got football season on. Uh, people think we have the, the NFL package. We don't. Nope. Um, it's unfortunate. We would like to have the NFL package. It's, it's expensive. We don't. Especially for a restaurant. We don't drum up a ton of business on it. Uh, you guys make enough, though. You could probably pay for it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Nobody's listening that, that makes those types of decisions, just okay. so you know. Nan, get on them. <laughs> Tell them we need the, the, the whole water family yeah. is listening. Well, but to, to, to be honest, you're not the type of establishment that has a bunch of TVs where you can have multiple games on. So right. it's worthless to have well, the package because the people that normally come in are going to want to watch the Bears game. Anyways. I just don't think you're going to make the money back for what you have to spend because it's really expensive. I don't think it's not. It's a bad thing. We're not a sports bar, but we are a burger joint, beers. Like, there's a bunch there's, of TVs. There's four TVs on the first level, four TVs. Three TVs no, but on the second level. Your, your natural draw is not to watch a, s- multiple different NFL games at your establishment. That's true. Yeah, I mean, so it's not set up that way. It's, it's like you're right. Seats at the you're bar right. That you can the you're right. You're right. That's true. But I don't know of a lot of places around here that, that have the the package. But I think it's a dying art. Game yeah. time. I mean, you got you got to go to. A well, and that's great though. They have TVs. They literally have TVs. That's that. That's my exact point. Is that they have enough TVs to have like ten different games on if they want. Yeah, for sure. And then that's the draw there. Yeah. Uh, besides football season for me, we got weddings, which affects the staff because we got our, our our sous chef is about to get married to one of the GMs of one of the restaurants, yeah. and, and the whole restaurant's going. Yeah, I, I, I do think they're gonna have like two people that they can should work. just well it's, shut it down. The shut it down. The people who are going have been there since day one, and we've had like almost no turnover at Maze. So it's anyone who knows how to make a cocktail is going to this wedding. You're just gonna you're gonna have to tell them to incorporate the price into their wedding. Fun, yeah. <laughs> to shut up, shut the place to down shut the place day. down. Okay, we're gonna you're gonna have to spend twenty thousand dollars on the uh, social. So they have to put twenty G's down on top of the the twenty to forty they're already spending to cover the expenses at the restaurant. Yeah, for the restaurant shut. That makes down. sense. Yeah, makes it, sense. Who doesn't want only do if that? it's worth it, right? <laughs> Otherwise, right. not invited. We'll send you some. Some we'll send some cauliflower tats down to the wedding. It'll be great. They'll send us a, like a couple slices of cake at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers. Well, cheers. A, a glass of champagne at six right, o'clock. So weddings and then homecoming is coming up, and literally, it, it oh, just that's de- like a nightmare for any de- restaurant. It just depletes me for a whole all weekend. the hosts, right? Every host, every bar back. And you try to like. Dude. Like hire like multiple different high school kids. It doesn't even matter from different high schools. And then you get multiple weekends, and, and they're all gone. the same. They're all the same weekend. Well, uh, they're they'll Pretty usually close. be yeah they'll be close. But well, they're then going you, to each other's or exactly. Then you will get like everybody from Wheaton North going to Wheaton South. Yeah, everybody from South going to North. You're like so two weekends. I got nobody. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll we'll find a way through it. Eve, you thirsty? 
I've been thirsty my entire life, Mike. What's that? How's, what's that vodka Red Bull doing? Red Bull water. Is it's it thing, gone. It's gone. You're, it's oh, he's been, oh, he's ready. Do you, like, you want me to make oh, another he's one? Ready. Twenty minutes. Do we need to put the, the timer, the timeout on, and get another one, or we go right to the no, beer? No, I'm good. Let's go to the beer. Let's go to the beer. Yeah. So you're reaching into your new. Wait, let's talk this about is, this. This is now. new-ish. I've had so, it for a little while. This is the first time I've it's ever. Wheat North it out. Blue. So the situation is is that Mike normally brings the beer to the podcast, right? Yeah. And so he'll bring over the beers in uh, some sort of container that makes it cold through the 10-minute trip from his house to here. Now, he completely <laughs> upgraded to a full-on Arctic, like, Sherpa, cooler system. Sherpa backpack. It's yep. basically like, yeah, like a... You could fit 48 beers in there. A fully, like, insulated, like, soft cooler that you would fits blow your backpack, a backpack on his back. It's and incredible. It's almost like a Yeti thing where it's probably going to be cold for, like, three weeks. Yeah. Do you want to just look like look at the inside of this thing? This is yeah. badass. Take a look at this. This is this is great radio right now. Look oh, inside of this. Great. Look at that thing. looks like the everybody look at that. Yeah, it's got astronaut science in there. Like the space shuttle, like metallic, like yeah. Material. I think zero gravity inside there too. So bottom line is it keeps the the beer really cold from my house to John's house, and then we put it in there so I can sit here at the table and keep Do it cold. Do you while to we're put doing any it. ice or like freezer packs in? Yeah, there freezer with packs it? in there. There you go. Yeah, for sure. You got to keep the environment cold. I feel like completely unnecessary, but I fucking love it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I bought it. I probably bought it a couple months ago, but I've never used it. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm going to use it more. So here's to the backpack. Like imagine yeah. if you were like delivering a pizza from like Lou Malinati's to somebody's house. This is like the container. It's like that soft pack mm. bag. It's awesome. Good sound effects, G. All right, so this is a Phase 3 American double IPA. Uh, it's called Stay Free, 7.7% ABV, super hazy. Um, it's, so it's made with, it's on the can it says with SVF, I'm sorry, SFV 06 terpenes. That means that these terpenes are from the San Fernando, Fernando, is that right? San, Valley? San Fernando. San Fernando? Yeah. I yeah, put an extra ando in there? Yeah, it's, it's named after the bull in the, in the book San you read as a kid. San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Uh, and these terpenes um, are made with not, it's a non-hemp-derived ter- terpene. What was so the, there's what, no weed in there. What's a terpene again? Terpene are, I have it brought up on my phone, it's so like we, can, dank, we can all right? learn about it. Yeah. Well, so terpenes are molecules that give plants their distinctive smell and taste. Terpenes are in a lot of things, but when you extract them from those plants, um, then you can use them in other things. So weed and hops have terpenes. So it's like a concentrated flavor and aroma that you're extracting from them and using it for something else. Gotcha. Okay. So like salt and pepper. Sure. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Molecules, right? Yeah. So um, with weed, it's, it's a lot more prevalent now because... You're, they're learning that based on the terpenes, that's where you get the flavor and aroma for, from, or before it was more the two different strains. And now, since the hops are the cousins of cannabis, they're starting to learn more about hops because it's legal in Illinois and you can actually dissect this stuff and actually do real stuff with it. So, let's try this beer. Um, it smells like weed. And um, let, me, let, me guess, let me give you one guess what it's going to taste like. Oh man! <laughs> it smells like it smells like you opened that bag the, the eighth that you I just got. I think I'm from high from the smell. Man, it's it's a good smell, but it is super concentrated. I wonder why my brother went home. He thought he was baked. 
Second sip, Johnny. I like the first. A lot of dankness, a lot of tropical notes, resin. So American IPAs tend to have that like West Coast IPA feel already, yep. which are bitter to begin with and kind of taste like piney weed anyways. Yep. And then you throw in terpenes on top of it. I think it's really good. Um, I wouldn't drink more than one of these. Well, we'll um, it's 7.7, 7, right? 7.7, 7, and it's really filling after like two sips. I don't know. Yeah, 16 ounces of this is a lot. It's a lot. I think 16 ounces would be a lot, but I think I would eat, I would drink one. Um, like, but, dry, like dry, dry, uh, dry feeling? Yeah, dry, dry mouth, but yeah. it feels like, but like a heavy, it feels like a heavy beer to me. We've yeah. had some 7.7s seven that I thought that we could drink multiple of, or I could. Um, this is not one of those, even though it's delicious. Hmm. I'm going to give it a 7.8. I like it. Um I got a couple four packs at my house. Anybody who wants to drink it, come on over and we can share one. Yeah, I get like a it's like mildly refreshing in the beginning and then like it's a little bit chewy and then and then when after you swallow it, um you get the little piney bitterness. Yeah. And it smells a ton like dink. We just talked about that. Totally does. Um the pine the piney is interesting note. Yeah, right. And it does have like a piney, weedy. A lot of taste. American IPAs and West Coast IPAs, that's yeah. that's prevalent. Like it's not like juicy hazy IPAs that are yeah. more I like that Phase Three did this because it's not their standard, like lactose, double dry hop hazy IPA. Sure, it's um, definitely off the beaten path. Or yeah, or yeah, what what I think they're most known for. I give this a, I give this an eight. I think it's really cool. I can only drink one at a time. Yeah, like one, like not. I shouldn't be drinking two beers at the same time, but like like one, and I'm done for the rest of the night. Um, I'm buying a four pack and I'm not sharing it. Okay. What you yeah, I think this is definitely something that you'd you'd buy a pour of. I'd give it a seven five. Uh have you ever given anything else a seven five before? Coors Johnny, Light. Johnny seven five. <laughs> Johnny seven five. <laughs> no. it, it's, it's a good it, rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, um That's yeah. for my shirt comment. I the Sorry. more I'm drinking this though, I'm getting a lot of citrus on the back end that I didn't get the first two notes. Yeah. First two times I drank it, and I'm I'm liking that more. So I, I think that it's evolved a little bit as I've as my palate's adjusted. So Johnny, what are you doing with this? I'm going to be out in Colorado, and uh, I'm going to be skiing down the side of a mountain. I'm going to get to the base of the mountain. I'm going to order, order myself some steak bites. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to order one of these to go with it. I think this is like a nice little like finisher. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice little like uh, you've been working hard all day and have yourself a nice little beer cool. that'll hit you good. Yeah, but not like not working all day sweaty like like mowing the lawn beer. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thanks uh, to Phase 3 for always making great beer. And um, we didn't talk about this a lot. Um, actually, I don't know if we brought this up on the live show. And Evan kind of dropped a nice little nug the last set when we saw him last week that they're going to be opening up a new spot in Elmhurst sometime in 2023. Oh, yeah? So he actually asked me to say something about it. <laughs> at the live show and I completely forgot about it. Here we are. And, yeah. Uh, but better late than never. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think that that's dope. Just another great brewery by us. And I hope it's by the train station. I guarantee you I go to the one help. in Elmhurst before I go to the one in Lake Zurich. I don't even know where Lake Zurich is so I'm going to Elmhurst. <laughs> Lake Zurich's up north about Buck 50. It's right next to Crystal Lake. I'm going to Elmhurst. <laughs> we'll go to Elmhurst. But uh, good luck on the Venture Boys. Um, what's his partner's name? Sean? Yeah. 
Sean the, the brewer, brewer and then Sean's wife. Those mm-hmm. are the three she's the artist. owners. And she, so she's the the does the advertising and the artist. Yeah. Um, the artistry of it. So good luck to those guys and I can't wait to check it out. Maybe we'll have to do a live show there. I do want to maybe note that your backpack didn't keep it as cold as I wanted it to be. Mm. So maybe you can return that. Yeah. Or maybe put some more ice packs in it. <laughs> Stop wearing it so close Could to your you body. Just put a, a seven pound bag of ice in there <laughs> and uh, just make sure it's really cold when we drink it. Johnny, you want some more? You good? I'm good. Garrett looks like he wants a little bit more. I'll do like half as much as you just did. Well, right, cool. Maybe I'll have a little pour. A little pour because you don't yeah. have any. You've got no backup over here. Well, right just, over the mixer. I know, what we're, exactly going, what, I know what we're going into. We're getting a new one. It's we're going to go into <laughs> a 175 proof uh, bourbon coming up. So. Oh, yeah. No, here we we're go. not. Yes, we are. You didn't even look at it. <laughs> I did. I, I can see the number in front of me. I just am just making 175 proof. Good grief. Just making fun of you. Cool. What a, what a good straight, segue. Straight into the whiskey. Right in the Yeah, John's going to love it. Yeah, Let's go. go. So uh, in April, I went down to um, to do that pin hook blend, and I spent some time in Louisville and brought uh, my wife Molly around. And uh, we stumbled in that new little area where we stayed in our hotel. Um, we went, uh, like, all the little shops. We went into those things, and there's a liquor store. I went there. We talked about that before. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> and across the street, I was like, oh, what's this area over here? Like, went down this like, little like, dark alley that led into this giant um like uh like a shared space between like the back the backyard of a shared space of a bunch of different like restaurants and coffee shops and the new loot distillery i've been trying to find that new little distillery while we're down there in, in december and i couldn't find it mostly because anytime you like google Nulu, like it just like everything pops up because everything's so new something right? yeah yeah um so i found the distillery it was closed everything was closed except for the coffee shop and i wanted no coffee and uh, um so when uh, we went to Justin's House of Bourbon, which is an absolute uh, museum. So they they buy most of their whiskey at auctions, so they're overpaying for it already. So then they put it in these glass casings and they upcharge from what they had to pay for. So like any type of like super high end bourbon you could ever possibly think of, I saw a Pappy Twenty Five there, um, but they're like astronomical prices. Like it's just it's laughable, but it's it's kind of cool to see what the bottle looks like. What was a poor Pappy 25 going for? They're not selling it by the port. Oh, you have to buy the whole bottle? Buy the whole bottle. What was the whole bottle I think it was like 10 Gs. Jesus. Which is, I mean, a a 23 like secondary right now is like 4,400. Wow. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I think they had like three OFCs there, and they were asking for like 15 for each one of those. Like just stupid prices. They also allow you to um, like rent out like a cabinet space or a locker to put your bottles in there, and they get displayed as well, which is something. Uh, but they also like a normal liquor store too. So like they have like you can find, you know, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels there as well. That's obviously not like their main focus. But they do a bunch of different single barrel picks. And when I was there, there's maybe like twelve or thirteen different single barrel picks that they had going on at the same time. And at the little tasting bar, you can, you know, if anyone's ever been to like something like this before, like a brewery, like you can like taste a beer for like three bucks or taste a whiskey for like three dollars. And then if you decide to buy the bottle, um, or a four pack that like that price comes off of the the sale of the, the bottle so like i bought a sample of this new lou for three dollars i bought the bottle the bottle is three dollars cheaper so like the, the, sample, oh, the cool. sample then becomes free sure so i did like my four or five different samples and i bought two bottles and the one is this new lou so new lou is uh is mgp product uh which which means uh lawrenceburg indiana it's a blend of four to five year old um yeah four to six year old uh bourbon they are most so they're and they're uh, distributed by Prohibition Craft Spirits, which no one knows, and it doesn't matter. Um, 
the distribution group in Illinois is like super, super small. Like there's nothing else that we'd ever, ever actually ever buy from. They got their name from doing private barrel picks for like Facebook, like whiskey clubs, um, like, like private little clubs and little, little like, and, uh, like, and like, like Wheaton did one. Uh, I know like one in Elmhurst did one, um, where you can like with your group, you could go down there, pick a barrel and just for you guys. So that's how they got their, like the, the grassroots of it, even though it wasn't their own product. They that's are, cool. they are distilling some of their own, but it, they're, they're still super small and it's not that, it's not that productive. Um, so I would say like their general bourbon is just fine because it's just a blend of MGP four to six years. It's like, it's pretty average. So the single barrel picks is what got them going. So this is a single barrel pick from Justin's house of bourbon. It's 103.4 proof. And it's a 75 corn, 21 rye, four malted barley, mm. which is a pretty standard bourbon, uh, MGP bourbon recipe. Do you have any other bourbons out there that you can compare that compare to that as far to? as the mash bill goes? Uh, yes. I Careful, Mike. Careful. Don't put the mic in the juice. Careful. I literally just held my breath the entire time. Uh, I just want to stay for I everybody just, at I, home. Uh, we're, we're pouring them into Glenn Karen glasses, listen, yeah. and the, the, the microphone is not going to fit into the top of that. So that's True. a safe safe way to do it. But Mike's, Mike's hands were steady this time. I, 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 you know what? The sound effects were great. The mic hold was great. Mike hold the mic great. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to comment on how fast you poured those in the Glen Cairns, and they were all even pours. Accurate. He's a pro, dude. Yeah. First, he's first a certified time. bourbon steward. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you listen to the beginning, the intro? I, I appreciate the, the one compliment that I'm going to get this entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> Take it while you can get it. 100%. Based upon that shirt, I do not want to see <laughs> <Cheers>. the boxers. <laughs> Smells delicious. So the last time I had this was April. I haven't. This is the first time I cracked the bottle since. So. So do we want to um, just let it rest for ten minutes in dead air? Yeah, and we're back. And we're back. And Mike has heartburn. Oh, I'm sorry. You do. Mike, no. You do. You <laughs> Mike, feel it? No. You got heartburn? It's it's. There's some spice going down. There's yeah. a nice Kentucky hug. Um, so the the, gonna, the biggest the biggest comparison to <clears throat> this is. Um, Stuff in Nevada, the uh, smoke, smoke wagon. wagon. Yeah, it you get the heavy rye in there as far as bourbon goes. You know what I mean? Like that. It, it, to me, it's you get a lot of rye. I'm getting a lot of rye. That's their low rye mash bill, so it? it's impressive that you get a lot of rye. I, I'm getting it in there. I'm getting the sure. spices in there, but yeah. um, a little bit of sweetness from the corn too. Yeah, I get a lot of clove. Um, is that the un- like someone put a cigarette out in your glass or? Do you yeah. remember smoking those clove cigarettes? Oh they like, made the loudest crackling sounds Disgusting. every time you took a drag. I thought it was like a cancer after the They're like the 10 one times worse smoked. than a cigarette. Yeah. I'm getting the heartburn too. Um, now, I don't know if it's like. Fuck. So I've had the regular like Nulu blend bourbon. I think it's just okay. Uh, the single, single, single barrel, barrel picks are where it's at. It's nice. And they do a lot of finishing stuff for single barrel picks, which like their, their port and the rum is really nice. Um, I would say, like, if you see Nulu on the shelf and it's a single barrel pick, I say go ahead and pick it up because it's not going to be that expensive. It should be like forty-five bucks. Available around here. Hey, you can I, get I, it at Benny's. I'm, I'm pretty sure Benny's has it. I know Malloy's does. Okay. Uh, Doty's and Elmer's does. I think Doty's has their own pick cool. that, that I would suggest getting. I haven't cracked that bottle yet. I thought this would be more interesting because the one I went down to Kentucky and bought. This tastes That's good. Like a one to two year to me. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm getting a burn, and I'm getting a lot of corn. Did you try the second sip yet? Yeah, I'll try a third year. I do get I do get corn sweetness in the front. That's for sure. The nice part of it for me is that the finish is not harsh and not. It's a little bit. That's like a mild long finish, but yeah, I'm getting a lot of. There's just some spices on the back end. If that's mm-hmm. clove, I don't have that like in my palate. Is it like what that tastes like? I definitely smoked one of those cigs at one point in my life, but I. Yeah, I don't think clove cigs and the whiskey are the equal. <laughs> So I just get that out of my head. Um, there's just some good good spice in it. I don't think it's terrible, but it, there's some good spices on the back end. Yeah, so I can tell you some other like the like the Stiller's notes on uh, the profile. I just think that like if you if you're someone who I don't know, like I, I just feel like when you get that like burst of like that corn and like heat down your throat, you you kind of can't stop thinking about anything else than that yeah i mean you get a lot of you get a lot of the cereal grains and i do get some um they all say like there's cinnamon and dark fruit and i and i see those too but yeah it it is mgp gets a bad rap for um because like so readily available and you can like cross like taste between different brands and their flavor profiles um they're just easy it's just easy to like compare really really easy um i think that this is more on the unique version of uh, MGP bourbon, I think that like the um, the, uh, the 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 Nada bourbon or the Blonde Brothers bourbon that they did like the very first batch, couple batches is way more high in corn. It's the exact same mash bill as this, and that was like a three to four years. So I think there is a difference between this and that one, where that one tastes a lot more like grain in your mouth. Um, it doesn't. I think that the MGP bourbon really hits its peak at like eight to nine, ten years, but it's really hard to sit on that for that long. Sure. You got to make money. Yeah, you got to keep the lights on. <clears throat> and, um, you, and and their food's terrible, so like you're not relying on any taco sales. <laughs> Whose food is terrible? Nulo's. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly this is it's pretty tasty. I like it. And uh for a single barrel for what did you say it was 40 bucks? It's like 42.99 or something. I'd buy a bottle of this. It's delicious. Yeah. It, I'm going to give it a if you don't mind. No, go. I want you to go first. Uh I'm going to give it a 7.25. That's pretty high. I was expecting lower. No, I I like it. The flavor is good. It's just uh, the heat. But I also I like rice, like I drink rice, and I'm still getting a lot of that in there. Yeah. Um, I would like to try this in a cocktail of some sort where kind of you get some some sort of bitterness that would like calm that down. Either Black Manhattan, which I haven't brought up in a while, or even <laughs> or even like an old fashioned. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just something that that might. I think this would go really well in a cocktail. I think this and ginger would be really well too. Some sort of like ginger cocktail with, I mean, even just like a little a, bourbon fizz. Yeah, basic, basic bourbon fizz with some orange. That, so you're giving it seven five, delicious. and what are you doing with it? Seven point two five. And I, I'm buying a bottle, and uh, I would try it in. And you're picking cocktails. In cocktails, I take it in cocktails. Johnny, I think you guys are out of your mind. You hate it? No, I think this is like a four and a half. Oh, like, and I think they can't all be bangers. Johnny's, Johnny's no, harsh. Can't always be bangers, but maybe a five. No, be honest. I'll be honest, like there is a significant flavor in this that's like paint thinner side. Do you, you you don't taste that at all? Like that sort of like I get like a like a raisin, I get like a uh I don't know. I don't think I don't, it's, I don't think it's that is. bad. Like if, if if I'm being honest, like a a jack or a gym would probably be down there in that range as far, but I don't even dislike that that much. Um, well, they're just, so, like, they're just like, so basic and like one flavor profile. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I would throw that down there. I feel like this has a little bit more complexity than that, and it's 
The second and third well, sip were no. way better than the first. Johnny, keep going. It's this a is one, your review. It's, yeah. a, it's a That's 103, true. and you get this like weird like artificial taste with a burn on the front. Yep. And I, 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 I can sense that there is some sort of like good taste afterwards, but I can't get over the initial hit of it. All right, so... Next time Johnny buying a bottle of he has to buy a bottle of Nulu. He's buying a single barrel, not the blend, because the blend's not as good as the single barrels. I don't think Johnny's buying any of their products. No, so, what, so, what do you, so you, you pass? Pass. Pass. Passing. All right, I'm gonna give this. Um, so, to my defense, I had been. This was not the first cocktail I had of the day. It was towards the end of my day in Louisville, um, and I, I'm giving it a six and a half. There we go. Uh, I like it. It's going to be one of those pours that I pour for myself after I had some products that I know I really like. And now, you've I, never given a whiskey on this podcast a six and a half, especially one that I brought. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's, it's I call this I would call this more like a maintenance whiskey. I'm trying to factor in like it's forty bucks or forty five bucks. Yeah, I try there's to no the, there's no bottle this, this on my like, bar this, cart. This, this is like yeah. a twenty dollar twenty five. So you put this I I can feel that you put this below Buffalo Trace and Elijah Craig. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. One hundred percent. I feel that. And I, those I, are underpriced I still, anyway. I still think that I'm gonna. I still like it enough to not throw it down there. But yeah. That's but that's okay. There's nothing wrong. We we can't all like the same shit. No right. I would say if anyone's interested in Nulu, they should um, find a bar or a restaurant that has, that it. has it and try, try it, it before you know diving in for a whole bottle. But for a $40 bottle. It's hard to go wrong with a $40 bottle. You, there's so much you could do with it to drink it and be happy with it. Yeah. You're mean, not you're not going to like sit on it. But there's you're so not many like busting better it bottles as a special. for 40 bucks. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, yeah. this wouldn't make that like that I can't, top 10 list I of can't sit in social podcast approve it from my end. I love that. Perfect. Look at the the perfectionism. You know what here. I mean? I love it. It's the first uh, review going under 75 in a long time. Yeah. I, now that you're saying that, Johnny, I'm thinking of like uh, Russell's like tenure that's in that 35, Dude, 99 yeah. range. Way well, better. I mean, way better. A, way well, better. But that's a tenure. This is a four to six. But it's still you're still talking about. I'm still trying to be objective about the price and the overall package. But you could buy a tenure Russell somewhere for 45, 50 bucks. Sure, but at like most places, it's like 35, 99. I mean, yeah, lower than that. Yeah, lower than that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm not going to change what I rated it because I still liking it. But I, I get also, the different I, aspects of it. I have it. no idea what Benny's has this for sale at. I just know that would just what Justin's had it, and he's a little bit more expensive. So it could be it could be less. I'm not totally sure. It's not a drain pour. No. I think that it, you if, you, if you get it and you don't like it, make it into a cocktail and you won't cocktail. be disappointed. Absolutely. At 103 proof, like the bourbon's still going to come through, but yeah. maybe not like the cereal grain notes that and Johnny's like harping on. And find out that it's, it like blends well with vermouth or something. It'd probably go really good with uh, Italian tomorrow. There you go. It all comes full circle. Let's play, make some black Manhattans. Yeah. Johnny, you got any tomorrow here? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Awesome. Well, I, honestly, dude, even though it's not getting the best reviews from us, I'm glad you brought it on. Um, we should try anything and everything, especially if it's unique, and that's what it is, right? 100%. So... Nulu uh, may be available at Binnie's. Um, check it out. No, the regular blend is. The regular is. I don't know if they have any single barrels going on right now. Okay, so the regular blend is is a is available at Binnie's. Maybe try it at a restaurant before uh, committing to buy it. But or tell me, I'll bring it. I'll I'll leave it at Maze, and if you want to come and try a pour of it, I'll I'll pour you out a sample. That's very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. 
Customer of the week? <laughs> I can't wait. Good to go. So last night, I'm sitting at the bar. I've got two glasses of bourbon in front of me right now. This I'm is excited a, for this. You better keep drinking them. Well, I mean, they're, they're here. Yeah. I've got two hands. Here's your beer glass. Oh, I didn't touch that. Yeah, get, get on it. So I'm sitting at the like bar. I feel like I'm at 93 octane right now. It's going to make me sound like an alcoholic. I'm finishing. I'm at the bar. You're on the functional side. Thank you. I'm at the bar finishing up my Bassett certification. Um, and I, this couple sits down next to me. It's dinner time, like 6.30. And this couple sits down. They order a couple appetizers. Wait, One is, of them, it, is, it, is it popping off at 6.30 or is it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's popping off. Yeah, full it's throttle. Off. Yeah. Right. The, the first wave of like bar customers have already left and like the second wave is coming in and dinner is full swing. All right, nice. Um, the lights have gone down. The music have gone up. We're really, you know, Everyone looks really good in the dark light. Everyone looks really good. Yeah. Uh, and you can't hear anything, which even, is fantastic. Even better. <laughs> so <clears throat> this couple sits down. They order two appetizers, one of them being the nachos. The other one They're being... They're delicious. They are delicious. They are cauliflower tats, number one seller. It's not even close. They get brought out. They get sat down in front of the customer. Lady asks if we have any chopsticks in-house. Do they have... To the bartender. Do they have knife and fork in front of them? They do. So what what, what uh, not that this really matters but it kind of does but what eth- ethnicity uh, white okay about mid fifties Caucasian non non Hispanic yes that's that's the that's the, 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 the check the check box for the government is that how it, yeah it's Caucasian non Hispanic <laughs> maybe I should have uh, put a timeout on that and how how should I say that and we're uh, back yeah, and we're back did you Caucasian detect any Caucasian. mental issues <laughs> no but okay. so this this gal asked <laughs> about chopsticks. They had drinks. They got appetizers. Now, maybe for the cauliflower tots, but there's no chance in hell you're eating nachos with chapsticks. Do you know how hard it is to pick up a chip? I guarantee you with your hands. (laughs) Yeah. With a bunch of stuff on it, let alone a chapstick. I guarantee you that's never been asked in social before and will most likely never be asked ever again. Never. Never. So the bartender was very professional about it. Gave him two straws? And said no. That would be awesome. Two, two, Try this. Two paper straws. Yeah. Try, yeah, I, here, here's your substitute. Here's two Check cocktail this out. straws. It chucks the matter. <laughs> so so then about five minutes later, after the bartender and I like shared a glance and we're like, oh, all right, sweet, that's cool. She made this comment super loud, so the whole bar can hear. And it's Wait, loud was, in there. Was she mad that there was no chopsticks? I don't think so. Just, I think she just dealt with it yeah, moved and, on. and moved on and got yeah. the fork out, yeah. which is for the for the better interest for everyone yeah so then she makes this comment she says very loudly so the whole bar can hear i don't understand why there's two tvs and they have the same channel on now i get if like there's it's sunday football games you can put different games on it's a tuesday night at 6 30 the only sports that are on are baseball so, and so maybe there's and maybe one or two channels that might have that on there. And then maybe like ESPN but, game of the week. Like you could also ask for that. But yeah. she just was just like, it was so loud. She's like, I can't believe they have two TVs and they're on the same channel. I'm like, is this, wh- where did you come from? They're You're not, burger they're, they're not right next to each other. I know. They're like on the opposite side. It's of a struggle. Well she's, well, she's sitting in the middle. So I understand that. But also have no, a conversation. I, no, you don't understand that. You don't need to understand that. Well, have a conversation with the bartender. It doesn't make any sense. Have a conversation with the bartender and say, hey, is there something you could throw on this other TV? That's it. End of conversation. So this was after she was denied chopsticks in a burger place. And she's like, had a broadcast. This like stupid idea that like the two TVs have the same thing. I'm not sure if she was trying to sound 
I don't want to say smart, but like How old? in the know. Like I said, 55, I'm mid sorry, 50s. Yeah, 55, mid mid 50s. Yeah. Like in the know about bar stuff and like she was trying to impress the dude she was with. I don't know if they were married or whatever. Do you think that was like a residual anger from no uh, chopsticks? I don't think so. I think she, she was just trying to be like noticed. Woof. One well, way maybe. one way or another. Yeah. Well, from either that dude or... Well, you're getting noticed people. right now. Exactly. Eight people are noticing you right now. Yeah, come on back. <laughs> And four people in Australia. Yeah, definitely in the couple chopsticks. Italians. Chopsticks. Tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> chopsticks, right? That's it. You're at a burger joint. So one of my favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, we're a uh, an American restaurant. BYC. <laughs> Bring your own chopsticks, kind of joint. BYCs. We're actually um, bring your own chopsticks. A burger joint infused with a lot of different things, and uh, here's your chopsticks. Mainly bourbon. One of my favorite like jokes from Jerry Seinfeld is like. Why are chopsticks still a thing? We don't uh, we don't harvest our we don't we don't like till our land with uh, pool cues. We use these giant things called like forks or like like giant like grates with like multiple different fingers on it to like till the land. Like he like, goes off on like why would you ever use a chopstick when you can use a fork? True. Obviously, he, yeah, does, you, he uh, lays it out way better than I do. There's, but a po- there's a point to that. Yeah, I do enjoy the chopstick with sushi. But I, I like that's. I was just gonna say, like 100, percent like you would want to wouldn't want to eat anything else, wouldn't want to use anything else eating sushi than chopsticks. 100. percent And some I mean, of the like noodles get a little fork, messy. But like, yeah. it would be weird to like try to stab a sushi stab and then it all falls yeah, apart. Yeah, it's like a delicate thing. Yeah, like you want to do like the authentic sort of like thing with sushi. Yeah, I brought sushi. home. But I've seen people like have like you know. Uh, Mongolian beef dishes and just yeah. struggling with chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they're like, I want to use the chopsticks. Like, it's also what, like what a an fork Ameri- would be like so a, much better. It's also like a fairly Americanized version of Asian cuisine, in my opinion. Mongolian what, super, beef? yeah. yeah. You I mean, was, like, you were well, I mean, any, any, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, but a rice dish, like a rice dish with any kind of like, it's got to be sticky. Otherwise, it's stick on the right. Or, you know. Now I want sushi. Could be better eaten with a with a fork than it is. And like every time you see like um, anyone from the far far east like eating with chopsticks, like they're like their faces like hovered over the bowl, like because it's like it's messy, like it's hard to eat with chopsticks with like rice or noodles, like they're constantly like, slurping it up, which is totally fine. Yeah, you have to have that bowl like right by your like chin, basically. Right. Yeah. To like scoop it up and put it in. It's like me eating sugar if, cereal if you do, for like, the first meat, time. Like a, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just use my beard as like a backboard. And then it just goes like right back in there. Rinse out the juices. It's good to go. Oh, I can't imagine if you like rinse your beard out with all that like Asian the the meat juices. Yeah, you're gonna have to have like a Mm. like a (laughs) who's hungry? A beard bib. We should make some. We should make some bitters out of that. They have those beard bibs. Yeah, they they're they're like masks. They come down and they no, but they're like wraps around your ear. They're like uh, comes down like this and like covers it. Oh, they're not like COVID mask. No, it's it's, it's like a different thing. Yeah, it, it just covers your beard. Awesome. It's dope. I don't have one. No. I just I just wear the ranch while but I'm working. But you know about them. And now now I we know what we're getting Mike it. for Christmas. <laughs> Please, dear God, do not give me any beard ribs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And we're gonna feed you ribs. <laughs> Having a, a big beard does change you what you can eat. We're when you're in public, you a, a in public, in public, there it, it is. is. In public. No, yeah, that, that's the key. Can't, part have, of that can't have wings. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, sweet. Should we wrap it up? And we're back. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, I just edited that whole thing out. Let's get out of here. All right, sweet. Uh, Johnny, you got any last, <laughs> any, any last final thoughts for us today? No, the beer bib, the beer bib thing was kind of, I don't know. It's out there. I'm, I'm, Three I'm, for a loop. 
I'm I'm getting the point of uh, no return here with the uh, booze, so uh, it would be best if we just. What does that mean? You thing. got you got no more, and Johnny's you need ready some, to climb up just the stairs. Done. Oh, I might start saying stupid shit. So perfect, Garrett. Any uh, final thoughts for us today? I had a great day today. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it capped off with this is even better. So awesome, dude! Fucking Hulu whiskey. Um, we had uh, some, <laughs> we had some Hulu hoop whiskey. We had some Phase Three Double IPA that was delicious. Uh, thanks for making great beer, guys, and uh, keep bringing us some for our live shows. Evan, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Uh, the the new Lou Bourbon uh, mixed reviews. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, we're not gonna love everything. Shit. Everybody take care of your bartenders and your servers. They're working hard for you. Uh, say thank you and please to them. Have some manners when you're when they're dropping shit off to you. Everybody drink responsibly. We really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, we got some more fun interviews we're going to line up. We're going to do like a full day thing in the city that we're working on right now. Stay tuned to find out who's joining us. I think you guys will really, really be interested uh, between restaurant owners, uh, breweries, brewery owners, uh, brewers. We got some good stuff lined up. Got to thank the sponsors for our live show one more time. Pinhook Bourbon, our boy Sean that came on, dropped some serious knowledge. Killed it. Evan from Phase 3 showing up and just With the help, helping to facilitate a great mustache time. Uh, the Burger Social, Jack and Nick, uh, thanks for letting us do that there. Without that, we, without you guys, we definitely could not have done that. And uh, definitely thanks to our friends and family that support us. It's badass. It's a great community that we're building here, and we really appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us. Be good to each other. Until the next time, peace. Love you. Yeah. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, shout out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Check one, two, check one, two. This is my normal talk. Hey, I'm drinking a uh, fucking... How about you? Check one, two. Check one, two. Maybe down like a scotch in the, the headset. Check one, two, check one, two, check one, perfect, two. Perfect, perfect. How about you, Garrett? Check one, two, check... Not drinking a fucking, I'm fucking a drink. Do you need more volume in your headphones? Or you? No, if anything, down. Oh. Check one, two, check one, two. Check one, two, check one, two. Yo, yo, yo.